No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome back to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that the Lord gave instructions for various discharges that could make a person unclean. Likewise, we all have issues from which we must separate ourselves. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Leviticus chapter 15 on Simply the Bible. Today we come to a section of scripture that perhaps many of us would like to avoid, but we will find that there is value in it for us. We continue today in Leviticus chapter 15. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When any man has a discharge from his body, his discharge is unclean. And this shall be his uncleanness in regard to his discharge, whether his body runs with his discharge or his body is stopped up by his discharge. It is his uncleanness. You see what I mean? These are not things we like to talk about. I don't know about you, but I have a problem with oozing sores. This would also speak of any abnormal discharge, including diarrhea. The discharge was considered unclean. Not much argument there. I think we would all agree. Of course, we now know that running sores can be very contagious and feces carries bacteria. Every bed is unclean, on which he who has the discharge lies, and everything on which he sits shall be unclean, and whoever touches his bed shall wash his clothes and bathe in water, and be unclean until evening. He who sits on anything on which he who has the discharge sat shall wash his clothes and bathe in water, and be unclean until evening." Avoiding these contaminated items was simply good hygiene, as was bathing yourself and washing your clothes after coming into contact with such items. And he who touches the body of him who has the discharge shall wash his clothes and bathe in water and be unclean until evening. If he who has the discharge spits on him who is clean, Then he shall wash his clothes and bathe in water and be unclean until evening. Any saddle on which he who has the discharge rides shall be unclean. Whoever touches anything that was under him shall be unclean until evening. He who carries any of those things shall wash his clothes and bathe in water and be unclean until evening. And whomever the one who has the discharge touches and has not rinsed his hands in water, he shall wash his clothes and bathe in water and be unclean until evening. The vessel of earth that he who has the discharge touches shall be broken, and every vessel of wood shall be rinsed in water. The skin of the person with the discharge could carry bacteria, so that if you touched the person, you would have to wash your body and your clothes. Now, keep in mind, these rules for washing when touching a diseased person were about 3,400 years ahead of accepted medical practices. The saliva could also be infected so that if he spat on you, then you would be defiled and have to wash yourself and your clothes. An unclean person touching a clean person would make the clean person unclean. 
but it didn't work the other way around. A clean person could not make an unclean person clean by touching him. I wish more Christians who think that they can make an unbeliever clean by dating him or her would take this to heart. When a clean person touches an unclean person, who gets dirty? Now this chapter deals with discharges or issues of one sort or another. I cannot help but see the parallel with various issues that we might have. Have you ever met a person with issues? They have an issue with this person or that political party or the church over there. Often they are eager to share their issues with others. It has been my experience that these issues often defile people. Where do they come from? Jesus said in Matthew 15, 18, but the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart and these make a person unclean. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, and slander. The problem is that I have issues and so do you. Of course, we don't always call them that. Instead, we say, I'm concerned about so-and-so. Really, we have issues in the heart. And these issues somehow find a way to escape the hatch of our mouth, where they defile us and others. We need to learn to separate ourselves from these issues before they make both us and others unclean. I believe that this was what the author of Hebrews was getting at when he wrote, Pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest anyone falls short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. That root of bitterness is an issue that someone hasn't left alone. The Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians 4.31, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. If we don't separate ourselves from these unclean discharges of the heart, then many will be defiled, including ourselves. Verse 13, And when he who has a discharge is cleansed of his discharge, then he shall count for himself seven days for his cleansing, wash his clothes, and bathe his body in running water. Then he shall be clean. On the eighth day he shall take for himself two turtle doves or two young pigeons, and come before the Lord to the door of the tabernacle of meeting, and give them to the priest. Then the priest shall offer them, the one as a sin offering, and the other as a burnt offering. So the priest shall make atonement for him before the Lord because of his discharge. The good news was that a person could be cleansed of his discharge. He would wait seven days and then wash his body in running water, a shower as opposed to a bath, and wash his clothes. On the eighth day, he would bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons and present a sin offering and a burnt offering at the tabernacle. The priest would make atonement for him and he would be restored into fellowship. The beautiful thing was that once someone went through this ritual, everybody knew he was clean. There was no longer any suspicion or a black cloud over his head. Verse 16, If any man has an emission of semen, then he shall wash all his body in water and be unclean until evening. And any garment and any leather on it in which there is semen, it shall be washed with water 
and be unclean until evening. Also, when a woman lies with a man and there is an emission of semen, they shall bathe in water and be unclean until evening. You see, the Bible doesn't have trouble addressing all of these things. The Hebrew word translated semen is literally seed. This was speaking of ceremonial uncleanness and not moral uncleanness. God created sexual relations between husband and wife and called it good, telling them to be fruitful and to multiply. After having intercourse, the couple was not to enter the tabernacle until they had washed. There was no sacrifice offered for atonement, however, because no sin had been committed. Verse 19, if a woman has a discharge and the discharge from her body is blood, she shall be set apart seven days and whoever touches her shall be unclean until evening. Everything that she lies on during her impurity shall be unclean. Also, everything that she sits on shall be unclean. Whoever touches her bed shall wash his clothes and bathe in water and be unclean until evening. And whoever touches anything that she sat on shall wash his clothes and bathe in water and be unclean until evening. If anyone is on her bed or on anything on which she sits, when he touches it, he shall be unclean until evening. And if any man lies with her at all, so that her impurity is on him, he shall be unclean seven days, and every bed on which he lies shall be unclean. Now this spoke of a woman being on her normal menstrual period. For one week, she would be considered unclean and set apart or secluded. This would have the added benefit of relieving her of her normal responsibilities during a time when she was burdened with cramps or additional hygiene. If her husband lay with her so that her impurity touched him, then he would be unclean for seven days. This would encourage the husband to leave his wife alone at a time when she really didn't want to be touched. <laughs> Rachel used the uncleanness of her menstrual period to discourage her father from searching her saddlebag where she had hidden the idols she had stolen from him and he didn't want to touch it. Verse 25, if a woman has a discharge of blood for many days other than at the time of her customary impurity or if it runs beyond her usual time of impurity, all the days of her unclean discharge shall be as the days of her customary impurity. She shall be unclean. Every bed on which she lies, all the days of her discharge shall be to her as the bed of her impurity. And whatever she sits on shall be unclean as the uncleanness of her impurity. Whoever touches those things shall be unclean. He shall wash his clothes and bathe in water and be unclean until evening. This spoke of a flow of blood other than her menstrual period. She would be considered unclean for the entire time that she was bleeding. In the Gospels, we read of the woman who had a hemorrhage of blood for 12 years. She spent all that she had on physicians, but only got worse. When she saw Jesus, she said to herself, if only I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. Now this passage gives us insight as to why she tried to keep it a secret. She wasn't supposed to touch anyone because she would make them unclean. But as soon as she touched Jesus, power went out from him and her bleeding stopped. She was cleansed and made whole. But if she is cleansed of her discharge, then she shall count for herself seven days, and after that she shall be clean. And on the eighth day, she shall take for herself two turtle doves or two young pigeons and bring them to the priest, to the door of the tabernacle of meeting. 
Then the priest shall offer the one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering. And the priest shall make atonement for her before the Lord for the discharge of her uncleanness. As with the man who had a discharge, when she was cleansed, she would wait seven days and then offer a sin offering and burnt offering. The priest would declare her clean and she would return to normal society. Verse 31, thus you shall separate the children of Israel from their uncleanness, lest they die in their uncleanness when they defile my tabernacle that is among them. This is the law for one who has a discharge and for him who emits semen and is unclean thereby and for her who is indisposed because of her customary impurity and for one who has a discharge, either man or woman, and for him who lies with her who is unclean. Now understand that the purpose of these laws was to separate God's people from uncleanness. God didn't want them to be defiled by issues, but to be separated from them. Even so, he does not want us to be defiled by our issues, but to separate them from us. If Jesus touches us and makes us clean, then we are clean indeed. We are made whole and have fellowship with God and others. May we come to him in faith, as did the woman with the issue of blood, and touch the hem of his garment. Jesus will say to us, as he said to her, Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepperidge Elementary School in Boise. Also, to listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go to the website at calvarytv.org. We'd really love to hear from you. You can also text WELCOME to 208-314-3377. That's 208-314-3377. Tomorrow, we look at what was arguably the most important day of the year in Israel, the Day of Atonement. It was the one day when the high priest was permitted to enter the most holy place in the presence of the Lord. We hope you'll join us as we continue through Leviticus on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.